0: Can one of you tell to see if it's live um, on it? water. <laughs> Okay. Anything? Probably want to turn that light off. It's a glare. This one, it's wow. a glare. You're there. Yeah, you're there. Okay, good morning, real life class. Happy Easter to everyone. This is Jeremy Bonison uh, broadcasting from my living room, uh, preaching in my socks. So, never thought I would say that. Um, Hope everyone is enjoying uh, this morning, and hope it is a, a blessed Easter this morning. So, um, it's only 29. I don't know Okay, looks like we got a few people joining. Do we have some? So, happy Easter again. It looks like people are, are starting to join. I'm going to go through a, a few announcements, but I wanted to say good morning and happy Easter and welcome to the real life uh, Facebook Live broadcast this morning. So, a few announcements for tonight uh, there will be no evening service broadcasted on Facebook Live. Uh, We uh, will have time with family. I know that uh, Pastor uh, Brian is going to use it for a time to do some drive-bys for his family to say um, Happy Easter to his mom who is uh, shut in. And so they're going to uh, uh, drive by different family members and and wave uh, to keep Um, family members who are at risk of the the virus safe. So um, encourage if you're able to do something like that, encourage you to do that. So seeing more and more people come online. uh, Again, good morning and happy Easter to everyone. And welcome to the real life class. Uh, Pastor Randy uh, will uh, not be able to to uh, teach this morning, he's looking forward to teaching um, in the future, but uh, is unable this morning. And he sent a text to the class. If you didn't have a chance to see that, uh, letting people know that he is looking forward to um, teaching in a time future. Um, people are looking for the link, so can you send out the link to mm-hmm. the class? I think Lance can. Okay, can you ask Lance to do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. People are asking for the link and um, we'll have we'll have some people send that out. Actually, if Lance, if you could do that, um, that would be that would be great um, for that. So welcome, everyone. The um, the other announcement, in addition to no evening service tonight is um, just continue to pray for Pastor Randy and those in our class who are dealing with infirmities. Uh, please remember those, those people uh, daily. And then um, I also wanted to announce that uh, there will be a link for the main service that will be on the hbfcast.org website. It's a go live, it's a, it's a new uh, way to get the links uh, to get Pastor Brian's uh, message. They're still going to be doing uh, YouTube and Facebook Live, and they'll be sending out those links links a little bit later this morning. But an easy way to invite visitors and guests—well, guests, well, guests uh, who want to join our uh, service broadcast—they can just go to the hbfcast.org website. At the top, there is a "Go Live." In fact, there's a counter on. If you go there now, you can see that there's a, a time. Uh, a time counter that's, that's counting down the time until the service will start. So uh, just wanting to let you know those things um, for uh, this morning. So I hope everybody is enjoying the fact that there's no rain uh, right now this morning and uh, the sun will be hopefully out and shining uh, today on this, this uh, beautiful Easter day. So it, to be honest, it is much different uh, teaching to a screen instead of having a class, so that's something I'm going to have to get used to. But if you want to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter five, we're gonna we're gonna start there, and then we're gonna go to Exodus chapter twelve. But we're gonna start in First uh, Corinthians chapter five, and as you're turning there. Um. One of the things that I didn't realize is as, as we're thinking about the, the pandem- pandemic, the coronavirus, um, there have been actually uh, several uh, epidemics and pandemics uh, throughout history. And from AD 249 to 262 in the in the second century, Western civilization was devastated by one of the deadliest pandemics in history. And at its height, that this lethal pandemic caused upwards of 5,000 deaths a day in Rome alone. While the plague severely weakened the Roman empire, it triggered the explosive growth of Christianity. Most Christians uh, during that time showed unbounded love and loyalty, never sparing themselves and thinking only of one another. One witness wrote heedless of danger, they, meaning the Christians of that time, of that day, they took charge of the sick, attending to their every need and ministering to them in Christ. Christians cared for the sick and offered a spiritual model, whereby plagues were but the product of a broken creation in revolt against a loving God. Today we have the coronavirus, but what will be said of us and how we responded in the midst of the pandemic of our day. I'm convinced that God has allowed it so that the entire world will stop and be still and in order to pull close to him, to the Lord. Continually in our lives, we need to consider what God is telling us through his word and ask ourselves what he is asking us to do based upon his word. God has allowed the world to be stopped at such a time as this, to stop and consider who he is. With nearly the entire world impacted by the coronavirus, and under some type of restriction or stay-at-home order, coupled with the recent local stay-at-home orders, as well as closing for Missouri schools for the rest of the year, I've been meditating on the fact that the Bible speaks of a time when people were told to stay in their house and await the plague to pass. Paul in 1 Corinthians clearly tells us that Christ is our Passover. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 7, it says, Purge out, therefore the old leaven, and ye will be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for your goodness, for your grace, Lord. And in these um, strange times, Lord, uh, I thank you that you have um, shown yourself um, victorious in your word. And if we hold tight to your promises, Lord, and the the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you've given us, Lord, we can walk victorious. And we thank you for that. And today, when the world stops and considers your resurrection, let this be a time when we can speak forth of you, Lord, that you are the resurrection, Lord, that you are the sacrifice made for humanity And that we can trust in that. Lord, we thank you for the ability to still connect, Lord, to stay safe and connect, Lord, and to proclaim your word and your name. I pray that you would uh, bless uh, those who are in our class, Lord, and who are in our church who are dealing with with sicknesses, whether it be Pastor Randy or Joyce or others in our class, Lord. I, I pray for your protection for them, for healing for them. Lord, I I pray that you would um, mightily work in our class, Lord, in a way that that glorifies your name, that exalts who you are um, in this day, in this time, Lord, and that our lives would speak forth your truth, your name and your joy. Lord, I pray that you would teach us much about yourself, about your sacrifice, about your resurrection, that we can walk in victory. That we can walk in a time when the world is in fear, we can walk in, in victory. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, that you would speak through the other uh, teachers in our church, Lord, and our, our sister churches, that the name of Jesus would go forth with power and with strength, that the gospel would, would go forth, and that lives would be changed in the midst of, of this time. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you that in this time, Lord, the world uh, considers the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, so the Passover, Jesus Christ, Christ is our Passover. Now, the Passover, if you remember, is is something that was during the 10th and final plague that Moses wrote of an exodus God passed through the land of Egypt and struck down the firstborn of every household, but the Jews had been told to mark their doors with the blood of the lamb. They'd sacrificed, the Passover offering. And so the Lord passed over their homes. The, the Passover is the key event in the old Testament that is core to the faith of the Jews. The resurrection is the key event in the New Testament that is core to the faith of Christians. We will examine examine both events to learn about the wondrous work of Jesus in our lives for today and for eternity, his sacrifice and his resurrection. So we're going to talk about two things this morning, Jesus Christ, our Passover, and then Jesus Christ, our resurrection. So first, our Passover. Turn to Exodus chapter 12, if you would. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12 outlines the Passover event. And it is key to Jews even today, uh, but also to Christians as we understand the sacrifice Uh, that that Christ made, and understanding that Jesus is our Passover. So read with me, uh, read along with me in, in your Bible, Exodus chapter 12, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month, and now that's the first month of the Jewish calendar called Nisan, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. So the lamb was the sacrifice. And in terms of eternal life, a price or sacrifice for sin must be made. In Romans 6.23 we know it says, For the wages of sin is death. In Galatians 3.10 it says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. In terms of eternal life, we need a sacrifice. We need a lamb. But you don't just need a lamb. You need the lamb. In Exodus chapter 12 and verse 4, it says this, And if the household be too little for the lamb... Let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. So we, we see something very interesting if, if we take and trace the lamb through the Bible. And there's a trail and a significance of the lamb throughout Scripture. Isaiah prophesied that the Savior would come as the lamb to be sacrificed for us. 700 years before Jesus was born. In Isaiah 53, 7, Isaiah wrote, He was op- oppressed he and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. And so we see a lamb. And in Acts chapter 32 and verse 35 Philip explains to the Ethiopian eunuch that the lamb, which Isaiah speaks, is Jesus. Acts 8.32-35 says this, The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth and the eunuch answered philip and said i pray thee of whom speaketh this prophet uh, prophet this of himself or some other man and in verse 35 it tells us this then philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him jesus jesus is our lamb our sacrifice john the baptist heralded jesus as the lamb of god and in john 129 the next day john seeth jesus coming unto him and saith behold The Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This must be what we're doing right now during this epidemic as people are open. Call, text, video conference, write letters, but find a way to get the word about the Lamb of God to help people with the most important issue at hand, their eternal destiny. But the lamb doesn't stop there. Jesus will be known throughout eternity as the lamb slain for the sins of the world. Turn with me, if you will, to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6. Revelation 5 and verse 6 says this. It says, And I beheld, and lo in the midst of the throne and the four beast, and of the four beast, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits sent forth unto all the earth. In verse seven, and he came and took out or took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, "Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood, by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation." And as every nation is at a standstill today, they have a chance to consider the Lamb. In verse 10, and it says, And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We, we are kings and priests, if you know Jesus Christ today. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. In verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all they that are in them, heard I sing, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. The Lamb, our Jesus, will be praised throughout all eternity. And this is what uh, we will see when we get to heaven. This is what is going on round about the throne of God day and night, giving honor and glory to to jesus and and we should live like that in in our lives today, so clearly it must be the Lamb as the sacrifice for sin, but he must be your sacrifice, your lamb for sin, and we must make this message known. To everyone, that they must have Jesus as, as their sacrifice. If you turn back to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 5, Exodus 12 5 says, Your lamb, so it went from in the passage from a lamb to the lamb to a lamb. You need a sacrifice for sin, but you need the holy sacrifice, who is Jesus, and he must be your sacrifice. He must be your Savior. Your lamb shall be without blemish, no no spot, no blemish, no sin. A meal the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. In in Romans 6.23, the first part of the passage, for the wages of sin is death, but... But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is He is our sacrifice. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 1 John 5.12 says, He that hath a son hath light, and he that hath not the son hath not life. Jesus is our Paschal Lamb, our Passover Lamb, our Passover for our sin, and without him... Being our personal substitute, we do not have eternal life. And this is the message that we need to get out. And although we may not have the freedom as much as we've had before to go about um, physically to people, God has enabled us to go forth uh, through, through other means, whether that's calling on the phone, whether that's texting, whether that's writing a letter, whether that's a video conference. There are many ways that we can get the message out that God has allowed. In verse 6 of Exodus 12, it says, And ye shall keep it up until the 14th day. So this is the Passover, and it, would, it continues until the 14th day of the same month. That's Nisan, which is the, the, uh, the Jewish calendar's first month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, shall kill the lamb. And we see here in, in this passage in verse seven that the protection comes from the blood of the lamb. In Exodus twelve seven, it says, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it. So uh, the, the, uh, the, the people who were shut in they, they were held in at that time. They took the blood of the lamb and they put it on their doorpost. They, they put it on the, on the upper uh, post as well. And that reminds me of the fact that Romans 3.25 says, Whom God has set forth, talking about Jesus, to be the propitiation, the payment, the substitution through faith in his blood, to declare his righteous, righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God. It's through faith in his blood that we have remission of sins. It's through faith in his blood that we declare to others the remission of sins. It is the blood of Jesus, our lamb, that we are saved from sin and death. But not only do we see the the uh, protection of the blood in verse 7, but we see in verse 8 the preparation of the meal of the lamb. And in Exodus 12, 8, it says, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat it not, Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with pertinence thereof. In verse 10, and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. So the entire uh, animal um, was used um, and, and taken and, and prepared. They prepared that, that animal um, with water, uh, which is a picture of the word. Um, they roasted, right, roasted the animal with fire, and then um, they, were, they were told to consume um, the, the uh, lamb as a meal. And we uh, take the Lord's word, and um, we take that in, and it, it, it uh, restores us, it refines us, and it is what, what Jesus Christ has prepared for us. He was the lamb who was consumed on the cross for us. And we were thankful uh, for that. In verse 12, we see the Passover. Exodus 12, 11, it says, And thus shall he eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt. Now, it's interesting to note that Egypt is a type of the world in the Bible. This night will I smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. You know what the, the uh, night is a type of in the Bible? It's a, it's, it's a type of uh, the, um, the church age. And, you know, that's what we're living in right now. In verse 13 it says and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. In verse 14 and this day shall be unto you for a memorial and you shall keep it to the keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast unto our keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. So God has made it so the Jews celebrate the Passover and give them opportunity to see Jesus as the Lamb of God. And I believe, you know, at this time and going forth as, as prophecy continues to move on, that the Jews will understand that the Lamb was Jesus, is Jesus. Do you realize that the Passover for 2020, for this year, began the evening of of Wednesday, April 8th, and will end on the evening of Thursday, April 16th. Right now, the Passover is going on. During this, this time, uh, the Jews, even during the, the day that is what we consider Easter, and we celebrate the resurrection, the Passover is going on for Jews. And I pray that, that there will be Jews who see Jesus as the Lamb of God, now, there are some practical applications that we can see in times of crisis. Practi- practical application number one is to be exceedingly careful to remain free from sin. Look at verse 15 in Exodus 12. It says, Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leaven." Leaven bread from the first day into the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Now, leaven is a type of sin. And so we should put away uh, all sin, especially in times of, uh, of of crisis. When things are are tough in your life, when there are things going on, number one, we should be exceedingly careful to remain free from sin. Number two in practical application. So practical application number two is to set aside a time to gather and to be set apart to focus on the Lord. In verse 16 it says, and the first day there shall be an holy convocation. A convocation is a set apart gathering, um, a holy gathering. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them that's not really a problem much today uh much of the world has stopped work and, and and god has has made it uh so he has allowed that uh to happen and it says save that which every man must eat that only may be done for you and you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread for in this self-same day have i brought your armies out of the land of egypt therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. Forever. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at even, you shall eat unleavened bread until the the 1 and 20th day of the month at even. In verse 19 it says, Seven days there shall be no leaven found in your houses, for whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened, in your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. In all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. So um, this next passage from 16 to 20, it says that it shall be a holy convocation. It should be a, a set-apart time, a time to gather close, to gather around and focus on the Lord, to focus on who He is. Practical application number three, declare your home a place that trusts Jesus and his blood to save. In Exodus 12, 21, it says, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, draw out. Now, what's interesting is the name Moses, Moshe in Hebrew means drawn out. That is actually Moses' name in Hebrew. And what it means is drawn out. Moses was drawn out. Uh, from the river. He was drawn out from the world. And just today, we are drawn out as a people to declare Jesus. Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two, post, two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out uh, out at the door of his house until the morning. And for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer or allow the destroyer to come unto you unto your houses to smite you. And you shall observe this thing in the ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And so we should declare our homes a place that trust. In Jesus, in his blood, like the the early Jews who trusted in the Lord um, and his blood to pass over and to save them. In this time, the practical application is for us to trust in Jesus's blood to save, not only to save us physically, but also to save us spiritually. And so right now is a time to declare our home a place to trust in Jesus and in his blood to save us. Practical application number four, make sure your family understands our goal is to serve and worship Jesus. In Exodus 12, 25, it says, and it came to pass when ye become to the land which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, what mean ye by this service? And what they're talking about is this Passover when they when they celebrate it year after year, this service, what what is this? The children ask. In verse 27, it says, That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshiped. So we need to make sure that our families understand that our goal, our heart, our, our mission, our purpose is to serve and worship the Lord. That is first and foremost uh, what needs to be the case. And, and not only our immediate family, but also our extended family should know that in this time that we are a people who gives honor and glory to, to the Lord and we worship and, and we bow unto him. And then that gives opportunity for them to come and to ask of us, who is this Jesus like the children did? What is this about? So they can ask the questions uh, that that we uh, can tell them from God's word. In verse 28 says, And the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. That's discipleship right there. God commanded Moses and Aaron he went and and taught the people and and they uh taught their children that is discipleship going on and and discipleship should continue to go on even in this time now it can go through uh through various means um in safe means in this time but it should go forth because that is the call of the lord is is to share forth his word his teaching and continue that on and i praise the lord that that we have the means to do so Jesus is our Passover. He is the one we should trust to get through this this plague that we're dealing with today. He covers us now and for eternity. We know that he will save us from sin and death. Therefore, we do not need to fear death. That doesn't mean that we should be reckless or put others in harm during this epidemic. But we do not need to be afraid of death for ourselves because Christ has dealt with that. He is our lamb, our our Passover, and we can trust him in that. In in Exodus, we learn in Exodus 12 that the Passover was the biggest event in the Old Testament for the Israelites and it still is to this day. But the resurrection was the biggest event in New Testament in the New Testament for Christians, for you and for me. The core of the belief for the jews is the passover the core of the belief for the christian is the resurrection and i want you to turn with me to first corinthians 15 first corinthians chapter 15 verse verse 1 Actually, go to verse 3, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3. And it says this, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel. And and that's uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is the resurrection passage where we learn... um, Uh, the accounting from Paul of, of the resurrection. And in 1 Corinthians 12, it says this, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13, But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. So if... If there is not the resurrection, Christ is not risen. In verse 14, if Christ be not risen, then our preaching, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. The whole faith of Christianity Christianity rests on the resurrection. And if the resurrection didn't happen, our faith is vain. Vain. In verse 15, yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the, the dead rise not. This is an assurance that, that we will rise again uh, because of what Christ did. For if the dead rise not, then Christ, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perish. But in this life only we have hope in Christ. If If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. So if the resurrection didn't happen, we are all men most miserable. But verse 20 says this, it says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. So we do have hope because he has risen, because he is risen. In Romans 6, 5, it says, for if we have plant, been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. In, in John eleven twenty one. 21, uh, I'm sorry, 20, John Eleven, twenty-five 25 through 27. This is the verse that that uh, this passage I had put on my mom's uh, grave, that whoever passed by her grave can see the hope of the resurrection. Not only that my mom would be raised again, but those who walk by can hear the testimony of the resurrection of Jesus, which gives hope for us. In John eleven twenty-five, 25, it says, Jesus said unto her, and he said to to Martha, the sister of Lazarus, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? This is the message that we should be taking to others. Do you believe this? This is the hope of Christianity. This is the hope of all those who follow Christ. And that is the resurrection. Because Jesus rose, you will rise. I will rise because we have hope in him. In John 6 40, it says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. That is our hope that we have. And so because of this, we don't need to fear death. We can walk in newness of life. We can walk in the resurrection of Jesus, which provides way for us in our resurrection. And as I conclude, I want you to turn to um, just a couple more passages. I want you to turn to First Peter, First Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13. And I think it is a good good reminder and it's good counsel to us um, in these days of what to do. Peter, writing to uh, Jewish believers in the the early church, said this, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Uh, That means you, you need to be strong and get ready. Um, Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, at, At the coming again of Jesus, where Jesus will be revealed at his second coming, we need to be ready for that. We need to get ready. We need to be strong in our minds. We need to be sober and hope unto the end for the grace And in verse 14, it says as obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That word conversation means lifestyle. So we need to be set apart. We need to be holy in our lifestyle right now because it's written, be holy for I am holy to be set apart. In verse 17, if you call on the Father, who with, without respect a person judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. We don't need to be worrying about um, the, the economy and the stock market, market right now. God will take care of that. He will take care of you. He will take care of me. From the vain conversation or the vain lifestyle received by tradition of your fathers, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, because he was the Paschal lamb, he was the Passover lamb for us, who verily or truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. So the fact that he was raised, he was the sacrifice. He was the sacrificial lamb. He was raised. He was raised for you and me. And God gave him up in glory that your faith and hope might be in God, not in what the government's going to do, not in uh, your in intelligence and ingenuity to get through this, but faith and hope in God, seeing that you have purified your souls and obeyed the truth through the spirit unto an unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. And that's what we are to do is show forth the love of the, the brethren. Um, Charles Spurgeon was 20 years old in 1854 when he came to London to pastor New Park Street Chapel. It was then when a cholera outbreak hit London. Spurgeon says, I recollect when when first I came to London, how anxiously people listened to the gospel, for the cholera was raging terribly. There was little scoffing then. He tells the story of a of visiting a dying man who had previously opposed him. That man in his lifetime had been wont to jeer at him. What what Spurgeon says in strong language, he had often denounced me, Spurgeon says, as a hypocrite, yet he was no sooner smitten by the darts of death than he sought my presence and counsel, no doubt feeling in his heart that I was a servant of God, though he did not care to own it with his lips. So in that time, which was another plague in in 1854 with a cholera, Spurgeon Noted, And this was actually a cornerstone for his ministry, where he understood that people's ears were open because of, because of tragedy. And he used that time to preach forth the gospel. He used that, that time to preach forth Jesus as the sacrifice, to preach forth Jesus as the one who rose again. And because of that, they can have eternal life and be raised in new life and to go to heaven. Because Jesus Christ, our Passover, because Jesus Christ is the resurrection, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I want you to turn to one last passage, and and then I'll be finished. And that is in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. In verse 34. And you may have gone to this passage many a time, maybe even in the last few weeks. But I think it's apropos as we look at the resurrection and we consider the sacrifice of Jesus. In Romans eight thirty four, it says, It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, sword or sword? Verse 36, As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're conquerors right now. And we just need to, to claim the promise of Scripture that we are conquerors through Christ, and we cannot be separated from the love of God. He says in verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is a promise that we can hold on to because... Jesus has risen again, we cannot be separated from the love of God. And we do not need to fear anything that's going on right now. And as the world focuses on the resurrection, and as the Jews are considering the Passover, we have a time to share forth Jesus our Passover, the one who has sacrificed us for us, the one who has risen again. Around the world, God is calling, calling people, calling those who will follow him, calling those who would hear him, to be bold but not reckless, selfless, not self-serving, showing care for others instead of indifference. The coronavirus pandemic has not caught God by surprise. When you step back and look at the fact that the entire world is at a standstill, When you consider that the Lord knows every hair on our head, your head and my head, you understand he is very well aware and is at work in this to use it to bring any and all to himself. So I want to encourage you to stand strong in Jesus as our Passover. To stand strong in Jesus because he is the resurrection. And I hope this day is a, is a blessed day for you that you can use it and leverage it as you're talking to friends and family and wishing them happy Easter to let them know that that Jesus is our sacrifice and can be their sacrifice for sin and he is the resurrection and he is the hope that will that will be the promise for them as well so Let's, let's pray um, as we close. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to consider your word. And as you have brought the events of the world together, Lord, and you've allowed that in your hand, Lord, and even though the, uh, much of the world has walked away from you and walked away from your hand of protection, Lord, and you've allowed uh, these circumstances to come, Lord, you've allowed it during a time that is, when the Jews are celebrating the Passover. You've allowed it in a time that, that Christians and much of the world who considers themselves uh, Christian, Lord, uh, a, a time to consider re- resurrection, Lord. And we pray that you would use this time to um, bring many to your, your name, Lord, bring many to the kingdom, uh, that your name may be exalted, lifted up on this day there's a day of joy to celebrate your resurrection, Lord. I pray as, as the tomb is empty, Lord, and as we consider that empty tomb, Lord, that um, many will be celebrating anew uh, this day because they have received eternal life through you, because you rose again, that they can rise again too, that they can have eternal life through you. And as a revelation speaks, Lord, that um, an unending sound of giving praise and honor to the worthy Lamb of God, Lord, that they would join that chorus, that we would join that chorus um, in in boldness and in truth because we are conquerors through you. Lord, we we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So just a a reminder before I close that um, again, there will be no evening service broadcast tonight. Uh, Pastor Brian is using that time to to drive by and wave to his mother and other relatives. And and maybe that's something that you could do um, as well to give some people who are lonely some encouragement. Um, Continue to pray for Pastor Randy and those in our our class and our church who are dealing with infirmities. And then uh, you can slide over right now to uh, hbfcast.org. uh, for the live service that will be going live in just a few minutes, or you can wait for the YouTube or the Facebook live link that should be coming to your email and to your your phones on text as well. So uh, I pray that um, you're blessed and that this is a good day. Um, love seeing all, all the people from around the world who are joining uh, the broadcast. Uh, we see so many uh, that we love and Uh, want to uh, share encouragement to those. So have a a blessed uh, day of Easter, and we look forward to seeing you soon.